You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm your host, Kate Pierce-Nims, NYSAC's Multimedia Specialist. Our conversation today will focus on Cayuga County's DREAMS Project, a records management solution which stands for Digital Records Electronic Access Management System. Joining us today, we're happy to have Sue Dwyer, the Cayuga County Clerk, and Michael McNeil, Records Retention Administrator for Cayuga County. Thank you both for taking the time to talk about this program this morning. Good morning. Good Thank morning. You. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about this program today, especially because it has a fantastic acronym, right? It can be hard to make digital records management exciting, um, even though it's a necessary county function. Um, so talking about a DREAMS project uh, is, is very fascinating. So to start us off with the conversation today, can you talk a bit about what led to the creation of the program? What was the state of records retention in the county beforehand? So um, I was county clerk, as I am today, and I knew the situation at the record center wasn't good. It was 95% full. But not only that, it's in an old jail, in an old building. And we already had a couple things that water was kind of threatening some records. And it was probably the worst place you could keep records. So we either had to build a new building or find a new spot or we needed to do think of another solution. And then I remembered our good friends down in Tompkins County, my colleague, Maureen uh, Reynolds. And this is exactly the predicament they were in about 11 or 12 years ago. And their solution was to get rid of the record center and go digital. So she was my inspiration. I am not a technical person, so I knew I needed a person that could help me think about how this project was going to get done. And we hired Michael McNeil. It's the best thing we ever did. And uh, he has, I'll let him talk about his own experience. Okay. Yeah, Kate, um, when, uh, when, I, when I met Sue and we interviewed and we talked about it, it was kind of interesting because I think we were almost, um, I'm not sure what their exact correct word like, is like Kisnick? Is that the word? Anyways, you know, she, she took me over, I took a look at it and I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to go digital. And this was during the interview, <laughs> February 4th, 2020, wow. right before the uh, pandemic. And, and she, her eyes kind of lit up and we're like, okay, we're talking the same language here. Um, I had my background um, is uh, in, in prior, I've been in IT for over 30 years and um, I've worked in a couple of similar type of projects in the past where a, a college or a utility company was trying to conduct the same type of endeavor. Um, it's not easy. Um, and so I brought that to the table as far as like having that knowledge, having those years of experience and working. And I've you know been working and doing IT project management for most of my life. So uh, I brought that to the table. And I have not. <laughs> so you have, again, with any type of IT type of project, which is this is kind of a hybrid of information technology and records management that um, everybody brings something to the table. That's why you have a project team. Everybody has the rules and responsibilities and Sue has her background and her knowledge and her expertise and I have mine. And we eventually built a dreams team um, 
yes, not the 1992 United States basketball team, <laughs> but um, similarly, everybody has a role and responsibility, and so everybody works together, and that's basically what project project management is in a nutshell. And how great it is to refer to yourself as a dreams team. Just a, that's just an exciting thing. Like, oh yes, I work in Cayuga County, and I'm on the dreams team. So. <laughs> It just makes you feel great, right? And I'm thinking about just also the timeline of what you had mentioned. So you had come in for your interview, Michael, in February of 2020. What a better time to focus on digitizing records, right? So as we shifted to mostly remote, uh, you know, making sure that we weren't crowding in spaces. And like, I feel like in that time, like period, that early 2020, um, thinking about crowding into like a jail space to look at your physical records would, that's just not feasible. So it seemed like a perfect time for the county to take this sort of initiative on. Yeah, I think it was. The timing was perfect. It was also perfect because ARPA funds appeared after that, after we developed the project and ARPA funds you didn't really want to go to the taxpayers directly and say, we're going to do a $4 million project. This was perfect. And then there was a federal, we applied for a federal grant that Michael wrote. And so we expect to get 2 million from that. So I couldn't think of a better time to do it. And you're right. All of the COVID things, people working from home, all of that put this into perspective and also access to records attorneys, realtors, and just the public. It, it would all help with that. And I just also have to give the dreams name came from, we did kind of a go around and we said, hey, we got to think of a good catchy name. Mm -hmm. And one of the staff named John in the office, he is the one who came up with that name and we're like, we love it. And so it, it is catchy and people don't forget it. Right. And of course, uh, that's what drew me to the project in the first place. So I can't say much. It's a, it's a great name. Um, I swear we'll talk about other things on this podcast other than how much I love the name of this project. So, <laughs> so drawing that solution from Tompkins County, first of all, like what a great success story of like county, um, you know, like kind of this like shared institutional knowledge of county service and county function, right? So to be able to reach out to your colleague over in Tompkins County and say, hey, like, I know that you've implemented a solution here for the exact problem that I'm facing. What was that like to to look into that, their program and draw inspiration from that? Me? Okay. Um, well, it was, it was interesting is, you know, is when you're looking for a solution. You want to always kind of kind of do research and see who has been successful out there. Find a success story. And Tompkins was that in the state. In fact, I think they were pretty much the only one at that particular time. And um, so it was good because they were close. We took a road trip. We went down there. We took a look at their facilities in the in the fall of 2020 and see how they were operating. And my goodness, what a change uh, compared to what, you know, we had still going on. I mean, our record center was built at the turn of the 20th century and it was, it's still very, it's very good. It's very structured, well-organized and everything like that. But the operations and the technology is obviously, you know, legacy. And to see how Tompkins was operating and how 
easy and simple and how self-service was enabled and everything like that. It was just like, you know, Nirvana in, in, in a way, this is what we would aspire to do. And while that was an aspiration, I took a different look on it saying, okay, but how can we improve? What can we do a little bit differently that would even make it even better? Okay. And again, drawing on my experience, um, I know that when uh, Tompkins County Maureen uh, initiated this, Sue said, you know, like a, a dozen years or so ago, the, the technology out there for networking was still client services, you know, cl uh, client server. And um, that technology had been around since the early 90s. And, um, but at that particular point, the cloud was starting to dawn. Now it was still in its infancy around that time. So it needed some time to mature. And so the industry has had about 10 years to catch up. And um, the other <clears throat> issue that I saw coming here too is the IT department was very, uh, very challenged. And what I mean by that is that um, it was completely outsourced um, with a vendor that, shall we say, did not always have the county's best interest in mind. And so there was an operational model change that needed to happen there too. And luckily, again, as everything started to click together, um, the leadership of the county decided that um, this had gone on long enough. And so they hired a new CIO who started a couple summers ago and he shared similar visions and he has insourced the entire department since then, which is to the county's benefit because now you have employees that have a vested interest and they're not just working off a contract. So um, we also know that they have a very small um, uh, resource model and, and they have a very large county to take care of. So implementing a cloud system removes all the back work that has to be done for creating a client server environment. You know, you're talking about data center, uh, hardware, software, licensing, uh, life cycling. And I mean, the cost for implementing that type of uh, system, the solution is very expensive. Cloud is much simpler because all that doesn't fall on your internal IT team. It falls on the vendor. And all you do to pay for it is through your licensing and software as a service solution. And so we decided to go that route because that, you know, that is where things not only are going, but where they are right now, we're just behind the curve as well as other places are. And that's where the industry is going. So that I, was part of our strategy. I do want to add to that, that also this whole process, eventually the towns and villages and other people will want to also do this. Town clerks have been after me to do it because my friend Maureen and Tompkins did that with all of the school, the towns, the villages, everybody. So um, they know about that. And so that model, again, is going to help others just kind of hook on and they will have their own licenses and everything. But it will allow for that, allow for the whole county to be involved and get the benefits from this. So again yeah timing is everything i, I right. think it all came and dreams and clouds just go together it's <laughs> just you know that's what i'm thinking right yeah, and just, to, just to elaborate a little bit more on sue's point which is very good shared services is a very big part of this not only for attorney internal um 
county employees, um, but also for the uh, eventually one of the things we're going to do towards the end of the project is implement a public portal. Um, we don't know exactly how that's going to look yet, but that will give the platform for the county to be able to serve the public better as far as record access. Um, you know, easily instead of having to come in here, they would be able to get it off a website. And along the lines of uh, supporting other municipalities within the county, um, instead of Maureen, when they rolled it out to the other townships and everything, um, they had to build the infrastructure to get there. It's like building a road from the town into, you know, the, the county office building. Um, with that, with the cloud solution, you don't have to do that. All of the town needs is basically um, a, an internet connection, licensing to do it, and there you go. The hard part is getting their legacy records into a digital format, yeah. but providing the platform to them is very simplistic. Well, and once and once you do that original lift, right, that digitizing of the records, then it lives in that cloud base, and then you know, that's such a solution to the the problem of, of physical records that, okay, now once we've done that original lift, there's so much more that we can do here. Like what you're considering of a public portal, that I feel like there's so much, especially people of my generation, right? Expect that they can just Google something and find it. So the idea of, oh, I'm looking for this record, I have to go to the county office. Maybe like, maybe I don't need that record. You know, like they'd rather just not, um, engage with some of those records then like if they realize they can't find it digitally so that's kind of frustrating so realizing that you can meet that need and also that you've got the technology that is intuitive and supportive for that kind of endeavor and accessible in a way there's an accessibility component of it right of having digital records over physical records as well um, and having that be cloud-based instead of right and also I'm thinking about building like a client service um like model instead and having to go to the county and say we're going to build this it's going to be so expensive and we don't really know if it's going to sue our needs what a nightmare scenario there but to be able to have the confidence to say like here is you know the cost of this initiative here's what it will take and here's how it will benefit everybody so it's just a, a great have you received any feedback from the um from the county community so far on well, program first of all you know you start talking about technology and sometimes you lose people but i think with again the names and um what's going to happen like we are not we are actually going to get rid of a building and we're going to combine the three departments in this office so i have four departments the dmv the records retention center the recording office for the county clerk and the historian's office so instead of having four different offices dmv will still be dmv because the state has a lot of the you know infrastructure and things like that but those three other offices are gonna be in this office all together because they work in a complementary way. And that is gonna be a one-stop shop for anybody who does wanna come in and actually touch a record. And we'll also have a climate controlled room for the records that we cannot destroy, nor would we want to because they have so much historic and intrinsic value. So. You know, we have Harriet Tubman here and William Seward in the Erie Canal, and all of those records are going to be preserved. They're in the land claim. 
all of these things that should be preserved will be, but they'll also be available digitally. So it's really a big plan and it's gonna be a space saver, a time saver, but you're right, when you say accessibility, that is why we qualified for ARPA funds, was that fact. So it's a good right. point. Yeah, and the important point to, to also bring home too is, as Sue alluded to before, looking at the current state of affairs, um, you know, there is sustainability issues and scalability. With a cloud solution, you have something that is sustainable, right? And with very little support or operational effort on our part going forward and scalability. If we have more records, we buy more disk space. If we have less, we don't have to pay for as much. You know, I mean, it, you can, you have that flexibility. And, you know, you were asking about how, how is this received? I know from the IT perspective that they love it because, you know, it's, it's what's out there, right? You know, it fits into their technology roadmap for the future of the county, but it also makes it a lot easier for them too. And obviously very, very inexpensive in comparison. And I think the community, um, for the most part, they're not aware of the whole scope of the project. However, town supervisors are, um, the city of Auburn is, and they're looking at us. And I think once they see this happening and that they can jump on board, they're going to benefit from it. And they know that we're doing the heavy lifting. We don't mind doing that. We're the biggest, you know, entity, but, um, really happy to be a leader in this, especially because I, I think it was the only right thing to do. It's probably one of the biggest projects the county has approved. And I want to thank the county legislature for their support because without that, we wouldn't have, we, we couldn't have gotten here. So, right. and then, you know, they have to work on getting broadband to people. You know, that's a very big deal. And they talked about that just last night at one of their meetings. So yeah. that's part of this. Yeah, that's yeah. so tied into everything. You need broadband to be able to access cloud services. So there's so much of like the county function that's tied together in that kind of way. So it's exactly there's a lot of there's a lot of pro and those two products projects actually are working in parallel. You know, I mean, and if the dreams project is going to help enable that effort then that is a, a, a benefit. Exactly. So as you've been developing the project and you've put together the team and you're building out the resources and you're you know, working with the legislature to get funding, you're writing grants, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in the process? I know Sue that you had mentioned that like sometimes it's just, you know, and educating people on technology and essentially because people don't know what's available until until you let them know what's available right so uh, cloud-based solutions while in an IT world which we're all sort of in in this scenario here uh, it's so intuitive and it makes sense you could say cloud-based to some people in the county community and they'd go oh like in the sky you know so there's have you had any hurdles like that of just like either um like in the grant writing process any hurdles of um of describing the project and how it'll impact the county or just like the technology component of it and explaining why this will make such a big difference so i'll say the challenges would be we're dealing with department heads some of them are new department heads, some of them have been there a long time, and there's good and bad about both of those things or, you know, benefits or not. 
to both of those things. But I will say that they realize that in order, so we're going to take care of their records that are in the records center. And we had a cutoff date to say, you can't send anything else over. So you can imagine some department heads are like, yippee. And other ones are like, oh, now what are we going to do? So they're all going to be trained on using laser feature. That is what we, the product is. And um, so they're going to be trained on that. And then they're going to be able to start using it and decide to use that or another system that they're using in their own departments. Um, the legislature, they're all different ages. And uh, some of them understood the project. But I think that the um, FAQs that Michael put together explain it very well. And then one of the things is there's contracts involved in a lot of legal work, you know, and that doesn't happen very quickly. The state, um, going through some of the states, uh, NYSED and getting through their paperwork. I think when you're dealing with government, it's slow going and you can't let, we, we didn't stop what we're doing is taking care of these records, the county clerk records first in our record center. So we're going through all of those as we're waiting. Is it easy to sit and wait? No, but we have a plan. It's Michael's plan and we're moving forward every day. And so I, I think that has worked. And I don't know about other challenges. Um, I think those are our biggest ones. Yeah, I, I think you're right. In, in all these types of situations, change causes pain. Uh, that kind of sums it up. So, I mean, through repetition, through education, and th through just going through the process, um, we will continue to try to make incremental progress forward. It's 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 not a sprint. It's a marathon, you know. And the you know I, I have to also give a shout out to the the records management staff i mean they've been instrumental in all this as far as their their knowledge of the past 20 25 years of this center is just uh, been fantastic you know and they just they know this stuff backwards and forwards it's them just becoming more familiar with the new tool set and to their credit they are really taking to this like a duck to water um and it's gonna, we're gonna have to all work together to try to enable other departments going forward to have that same type of experience. There will be pain along the way. Um, some people are more technology savvy and some are not. And so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, we, you take it as it comes, but we do have a plan. We're going to be going through it. We're gonna be holding a lot of hands as we, as we do this. But once we get to the other side of this, and this becomes part of the day-to-day -day operations, we will probably look back in the rearview mirror and say, this is a good thing we've done. Yeah, and our IT director too is on board. He's part of the Dreams team. Um, we have him, I, I think Michael and Tom work together great. And I am used as a good, bad example of like, if I can do it, you can do it. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm good at some stuff. It's just not technology. So I uh, feel a great partnership here. Yeah, Tom Bunn is this, the new CIO that we alluded to before. And uh, he, he shares a similar uh, vision. Um, cloud technology is, is not, um, 
hasn't been utilized enough, in my opinion, up here. And that, that has to do with whatever has gone, happened here in the past. But um, he has a new vision. He has a new technology roadmap. And he's assembled a team that we're going to, my understanding is that they're going to try to uh, incorporate that type of vision into any area that's possible within the county for all the things that we, all the reasons that we've talked about before. Uh, operational efficiency and cost usually are the two big things. And he already saw the vision of improving the overall operational functionality for the entire county, utilizing some of the facets of this Laserfish Cloud program. That's the one that was selected. And um, there's a lot of paper in government and um, there are facets within Laserfish for creating e-forms and e-workflows. Uh, which programmatically can replace some of the paper and the manual workflow that has gone on here forever. So these are some facets and has and has Tom has included uh, some of his staff in there. They are, I, you, you see the light bulbs going off. And so um, I think that it's just a matter of time before we are starting to implement those type of nuances. And I will say too, um, one thing good about this is it will make working from home for those that can a lot easier and you know we're being asked hey can i work from home every day different departments are saying geez how am i gonna do that it's not conducive to every department but we'll make it easier if it is right and you brought up a good point kate earlier that you know that this idea came right around the pandemic and we all experienced how um we are, what's the right word, dependent upon technology to a certain extent and how um, remote technology, whether it's virtual offices or things of that nature uh, can be used, uh, you can use positively for organizations, no matter what they are. It, there, there's a lot of cost and uh, efficiency benefits to that. And I was thinking when I was sitting at home thinking, oh my gosh, I wish the heck that we had this done already because then people would be able to access records by themselves, you know? And um, I, I envision, you know, people uh, down the line, you might have like say a paralegal who's in a, in a, in a, in a court like that. And, oh, we need to access this file instead of having to go to the record center and take it out like a library book. Um, <laughs> just sit there and get on your phone and look it up and there you go. <laughs> and how much faster that makes government, right? And that's like, I feel like the number one complaint that most constituents have is, is the slow moving of government. So anything that we can do like on the county end to improve that um, really like helps our community, helps our constituents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm just really thinking about this. You not only in name, but in practice have the dream team. You have your your folks who have that deep institutional knowledge and you have the folks who are newer with this vision of this is what it could be. So you're combining that this is what it could be with this is what it has been and this is what like we have done and taking those and pulling them together really like accomplishes everything that you'd want it to, right? Like maintaining some of that comfortability so that it's not just tossing everybody into the water of, okay, now change, um, <laughs> now change and deal with it, which never goes well. Um, so talking about that, like change is pain is, is really resonating. Um, <laughs> but it, there's also that we can, we can move forward and we can, we can make this incremental progress and we can, we can, 
better serve our, our community and our, and our county and our county employees. And having that remote work option available also helps with things like employee retention and employee recruitment, right? There's a recruitment and retention, um, you know, concern in county government across the state. So broadening your options only helps everybody. So having that accessibility is is so important. So I could talk about this all day, I will be totally honest, but I know that we're coming to the end of our conversation. And there's just one last thing that I wanted to ask both of you, if you have um, any recommendations for other county officials. So say um, someone wants to draw inspiration from you, like you had originally drawn from Tompkins County, uh, what would you recommend that they do in this sort of process? Where do you start? Would would you be open to someone calling up the um, the county clerk's office and say, hey, like we're looking to implement this similar program. We're going to get in touch with you and get in touch with Maureen. Like what kind of that stuff would you recommend? Well, um, I don't know only me. I'm very active with the NISAC 2Cs. And, um, but I'm also active with the town clerk association. They invite me to their meetings because sometimes we have similar issues. We don't do the same things, but we have the same people coming to see us. And they asked all about it and we shared information with them. And when I was at the last conference uh, that we went to for NISAC, um, they, people, counties did ask about it. And I, I gave them a brief story about what we did and they're interested in it. So. I'm going to refer them actually to your podcast, and this would be a good kind of beginning to think about it, why we did things, you ask great questions. And so I would do that, but also Michael and I are open to discuss it with anybody. And um, Liz from ICC that has the laser fish uh, program, hope I'm saying that right. ICC is the our laserfish business partner, right. regional business partner. She's, for she's at our conferences, and I'm pretty sure <clears throat> she's probably at NISAC and NISAC 2Cs. And, and I just want to say, you know, we could make you an official member of the DREAMS team if you want. <laughs> oh, I would love nothing better. <laughs> you did a good job of summarizing. I loved your summary of what you just heard. Thank you. I would Here's love something. to be Cayuga County's dreams team from, <laughs> from, you know, my office here in Albany and just say, woo, you're doing such a great job. And here we are, the dreams I'll team. I'll have to send you something for your wall. I see your <laughs> thing back there. My little plaques in the back. So, yeah, I, and it's just... I love highlighting on our podcast innovative programs like this. So for our county audience today, if you find yourself inspired by the dreams project you want your own dreams who would not want their own dreams team first of all um in in county government um feel free to reach out and and get some more of these details but i also just want to say a heartfelt thanks to both of you for taking the time to have this conversation today and to share your experience uh, your experience and your expertise with this process um you know when we know better we do better and so by sharing your experience that really really helps to increase this kind of knowledge and this, you know, this expertise across across the state in all of our counties. So thank you for the good work that you're doing and especially for the folks in your county, in Cayuga County. So I know that sometimes county government work can go unsung. So just a, here's your little cheerleader out here in Albany, um, waving my little pom-poms. <laughs> thank, thank you for having us. And thank you for helping to get the word out because I think any county or any entity could profit 
benefit everything, save money, save space, save time, and help people get access to records they need. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. For listening to this episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in for more county government focused conversations and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.